Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesars Rewards. You must be 21 or older. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network, powered by Omaha Audio. Cousin Sal here, Thursday morning, spaghetti, meatballs, fiddling with the knobs, baby face, Joel Solomon is here producing this mess. I have an issue with that. We'll get to it in a second. And here joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek, Martin Weiss. Fellas, you know the... Uh, U.S. Open is here in L.A., the L.A. Country Club. We're here stuck doing a podcast, and I look at the leaderboard before I pulled into work here. Jay Solomon, minus three. Two things very near and dear to the Extra Points Podcast Network. Minus three, and Jay Solomon, I said, I can only hope this is our very own Joel Solomon. I is can it? only. I said maybe he's selling old T-shirts outside the uh, country <laughs> club, and everyone, someone's like, "Yeah, hey, come in and play. We have an extra spot for you." And now I look up and I see him here at work today. Joel, it's not in fact you. I'm getting a lot of notes. I'm asking. I'm honored that you would even have thought it was me, but uh, no, my handicap is much different. It's my glasses and my uh, <laughs> right. weight and just my overall attitude at life, but not a golfing uh, handicap. What a disappointment. It, as it turns out, it's a Jacob Solomon. There are two Jay Solomons here in L.A. Let's get, what? Let's get our Jay <laughs> Solomon out to go and see what he shoots on that course. Ooh, I'd like to know. What, what, what would you guess you would shoot? Have you ever swung a golf club? Baby I have, face. I have, uh, it would not be pretty. It would not be pretty. I don't think I, I don't even think I could caddy for this guy. I'd, I'd give up after a few holes, but this, this Jay Solomon, Jacob Solomon went to Auburn. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if he's in the tribe, Dave. Is that right? I, I would, I would think so, but, uh, mm. he does spell it with all O's, which maybe we're re- related. I'm not sure. All right. uh, I'll have to get into it. I don't think there's, I, I I'm not positive. I'm pretty sure there's never been a Jewish person in the state of Alabama. So I have my <laughs> Is that right? Okay. Uh, well, Jay Solomon does lead by, it's very early on, Xander Schauffele uh, amongst the notables, minus three also up there. This is going to change dramatically by the time you listen. Rom minus one. I'll just keep reading numbers. What the hell do I care? Anyway, that's the LA, uh, U.S. Open, L.A. Country Club. Um, I think he Wait, gonna- was two a Jewish? <laughs> Tua? Yeah, I'm just thinking. Katua was Jewish, but not uh, Tua. Mark Ingram? <laughs> no. No? No. no. Flint. May, uh, I, you know, growing up in Louisiana, I met my first Jew at 16 <laughs> in high school in, in Michigan. Is that oh, right? That's a fact. Congratulations. There was one girl <laughs> named great. Mallory whose dad was Jewish, but that was it. Babyface, next time we're looking for a trivia question, we should uh, keep that in mind. <laughs> and are you <laughs> going to put money on Chase Solomon for me or no? <laughs> I think we have. It's 28 to 1 currently to, um, to just Ooh, lead. Charles lead Barkley? No, 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 no. Nick Saban is Sabinowitz, I think. And he, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. It, so, okay. okay um, I think that's the only example. Let's talk NBA, even though it's over and we discussed this. Denver 1 and 5. But the thing that jumped out to me is Shaq. You are no longer the most famous person to lose a trophy. Jokic lost the NBA Finals trophy. I think he lost the MVP trophy. The MVP, MVP, that's trophy. what I thought. And then I saw something else here. Okay, lost the MVP. Yes, uh, lost MV- uh, right, MVP trophy temporarily, and then it um, came back up. So, Shaq, I don't know about this guy. I love him. Great game. Everything else. Stuff like this can't be the face of the league. Wants to go home. Au the, contraire. I think the, he should be traded to Portland so he can be a trailblazer, except that Dave Damashek uh, is already the trailblazer when it comes to showing you the value of a trophy, right. which is it has none. Right. It's the glory of winning. Okay, the Heisman is great. The Stanley Cup is great because it's a drinking device. And the Lombardi is cool. So After that, the, what do we need the trophies right. for? So you anyone? decide which trophies make that's sense. Right. Okay. Right. All right. That's that makes right. even less sense than uh, I thought. We're right. missing a very, very key point here. Yeah. He lost the finals MVP trophy. Yes, it was his. Now, forever. Exactly. Forever, yes. The, the finals trophy, that's Jamal Murray's, that's KCP's, that's right. Bruce Brown's, Aaron Gordon's, and Nicole Jokic's, mm-hmm. right? It's everybody's. Had Dave won fantasy football MVP, Mm-hmm. And then chose to lose that trophy. Right. Then we have an analogous situation here. Do you get to keep this trophy? 
Yeah, you get to keep it, right? I think generally in this day and age, if they're going to give you one, you get the whole You get to keep it. it. Yeah, it has your name on it and everything else. Anyway, all right, Shaq. But I don't know. I just, uh, I love him. I love his game. But things like this, things on not wanting to go to the parade today, uh, you know, and making a big deal out of it, he kind of like melts down (laughs) as if they lost game five when he's told um, he can't watch his mules race in Serbia. I'm over it. Yeah. I don't like it. You don't don't like like Jokic not... Yeah, Enjoying yeah, the you should give a damn. Like, I'm sorry, you should care. Pretend. You should be excited. You, you can should, pretend. Yeah. yeah, like, like, I mean, come on. Like, what do you want to go back to go race the horse, the same horses you was racing last summer and the summer before that and the summer before that? Yeah. What changed? You know what changed? Oh, yeah. the big old ring on yeah, your Yeah, you're finger. a champion. Yeah, yeah, congratulations. Like, live it, live in, live in the moment. He's like, nothing's changed. I before I didn't have an NBA, NBA uh, MVP trophy for the finals, and I still don't. I can't. Find <laughs> MB it. though, who you almost just stumbled into saying yes. there, it is, it is kind of, it, it's a little mean spirited almost because it's a little Don Draper in the elevator mm-hmm. to the junior ad exec saying like, I don't think about you at all. But he's already won the title. Like, hey, MB, I don't even give a, I don't even give a damn, and I'm still better than you. Like, it, it really is to the rest of the league who've devoted their lives to dominating yeah. basketball. Like, this isn't even my chief interest in life, and I'm still Look, better than all of you. I don't buy that one. Neither do thing. I. But it's a funny comment. Like, like, how, like, no. What are you talking about? You're one of the best basketball players on the planet. You didn't luck into it. You didn't just walk in one day yeah. and just be like, oh, I'm really good at this. I should keep on going. No, you clearly have a passion for it to be able to pursue it at that level. I, I it's like, to, it's okay. You can care. We don't, um, this is nonsensical to do this because I've seen half these guys play half their career and some of them play none, but... We have to rank the all-time centers. I love it. And see, you're turning around now. You didn't see them play. I you? think it's dumb. How can you rate Bill Russell? You don't know what well, Bill Russell played like. But if you have Bill Russell ahead of Nikola Jokic, I don't know what basketball. No, I'm just kidding. I have Jokic seventh. That's how I can rank him. That's what I did. Do you have him higher? I have Wilt ahead of him. I have Kareem. I have Hakeem. I have the Admiral. I have Russell. I have Shaq. You, wait a second. All right, now now this is a legitimate, interesting. Let's thing. Let's do it. You have David Robinson. So I, that was the pushback you have him I ahead got. of Jokic that's, based on what? That's who I got pushback from the uh, against all odds group based on his numbers, his lifetime. Now, Jokic will pass him, I think, okay. in a couple of years. But right now, I think the Admirals ahead of him. Off that list, Walton Ewing. Moses Malone, I think, is the one that people would argue should be in there. Yeah, I have Moses Malone. You do, and. Uh, George Mikan didn't see him, but a lot, lot of, on, lot George of them. I know, I know. Uh, I saw that on TV yesterday. People ranking their top ten. You have you to look, do it. I know, but when you look at <laughs> the picture of Kareem, all right, it looks older, but still okay, feasible. You look at Shaq, okay, not quite as old as the Kareem picture, but obviously, and I remember watching mm-hmm. Shaq play dominant. When you look at George Mikan's picture compared to everybody else and the mm-hmm. big old glasses that he got, right, it's just like, no, this is not. There's no way they were playing the same sport. We've seen enough, though, in highlights and red and everything else and however you get educated on U.S. history or who's better in basketball or whatever. Biblical stuff, uh, kind of off, you know, a little off the grid. One-on-one between these seven, ten guys we just mentioned. Love the idea of that wins, as a good way to approach it. All right, here's, here's what I know I'll it's say. different. I know it's... It- I think the hottest take is who he's now ahead of. Mm-hmm. I have Nikola Jokic ranked ahead of champion the difference maker in philly as you say moses malone mm-hmm. patrick ewing mm-hmm. david robinson lanier the chief willis reed on down it's crazy when you think about because this is one of the most luminous positions in all of sport who plays the five in the nba and it's funny how high up he is on my list i don't know exactly how to calculate russell and chamberlain except to say this Bill Russell is Kevin McHale size. That he's 6'9, 6'10, about 215 pounds. Do you think Bill Russell would be relevant in the pivot in the 21st century? Know. Obviously not. I think he, Shaq kills so all these he guys. He just couldn't. That's he just he by. could not be. Yeah. That's it. So right. to me right now, the three names in the history of people. That, though. Like, I what do you mean you don't know about I it? I legit don't know. Like I watch like when you look, how many true seven footers are in the league right now? It's Jokic and Embiid. And then when you think about guys who really play seven feet or, is, or play big man, I feel like 
I don't know. Is Bill Russell and Bam probably the same height? Like, are same similar sizes? I don't think that's a crazy thing to think that he would be able to. Obviously, you know, if you put 1960 whatever right in here right now, it would be tough. But had he grown up in the same era, I don't think it's crazy. Well, he did a number, obviously, not statistically. Wilt would get off. The the thing yeah, that people like I, don't remember well, is that Wilt would. Well, well people would. don't remember that Wilt would get off. I mean, I think that's the only thing. <laughs> number, he made sure one. we knew about it. Yeah. Millions of times over. Sure. Um, yeah. I, I mean, as I have it now, and we can debate the order of it, but Kareem, Shaq, and Elijah Wan are the only three who I definitely put ahead of him. Wilt is, he's this weird um, yardstick, as I always, the co- comparison I always make is Gino Oriama's UConn team. Like, there's some weird rabbits in sports history that get so far ahead out of the competition, yeah. and they're praiseworthy, but also how are we supposed to calculate them in different eras that somehow they yeah. figured something out about the game or were so down. But anyway... Wilt, I guess we have to put him ahead of uh, Jokic now, I guess. But Russell just doesn't seem relevant in a conversation in the 21st century, which is crazy to say. I completely agree. But I I go, Elijah on Shaq Kareem are the only three, well, I say definitively right now, I would take ahead of Jokic. Are we overvaluing him a little bit? Like if Embiid wins regular season MVP and the Sixers run through the, the NBA playoffs... Did we then have to put him in this top seven? Like, I think six? what we're ended up doing is we're like ascribing more success to him in the future, to Jokic and the, and the Nuggets. We're like giving they, him a couple, two, three years. Yeah, everybody's start. like, oh, you know, he's going. Well, he'll be, you know, he'll win more and that going yeah. forward. And right. I think I think that's what ends up happening because it's kind of disingenuous to say, you know, the ranking right here. He's twenty eight <laughs> years old. He's not done. Well, last three years, pretty good, uh, pretty good resume builder. Two MVPs, a third that he should have gotten clearly in hindsight, and then he just ran it uh, to a, I agree. an NBA title. I put him up there with them, but it is weird that 45 days ago we would not have, right? It's the same player. Well, Probably but there have. is some, but winning matters. Like winning I know, matters. Of like, course, you, like it, it it matters that I, I people I needed to see Jokic have a a, a dominant playoff run. For yes. If you're going to continue to award him these regular season MVPs, yeah. and you know what he did? It was dominant. They lost four games. Yep, he averaged damn near a triple double through the finals. Like he was incredible. It's crazy the numbers but, that he just put up. But you got to see it happen though, because like like James Harden, for example, he's had how many? He had a month of forty point games three times in his career. And you go and you see him watching the postseason. It's like, oh wow, the monsters got to him. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to see it happen first. Yeah, and I think, like, when you try to pick a winner for next year, I went over this the other day. Like, I think Denver had 48 wins last year, right? They have 53 this year, which you wouldn't think would be enough to win the West, but it was enough to get the grab the one seed. Um, what I think, though, is what everybody said. They, they didn't make a lot of offseason moves, right? What did they do? They Casey Christian Brown, Jamal Murray got back in right. Murray got better. And so did uh, like their, their players got better, right? They got they got healthy, and that's all anybody was saying last year when they gave him the MVP. It's like, look, this team will be great once their stars, their supporting cast gets healthy, and that's what happened. So um, I did have a thing with the uh, Parlay kid because um, he's very, you know, he he loves it. He's very um, he takes I want to say like his bias towards the Eastern teams. And I had to point this out. I said, the West is sort of dominating the East in many of these sports now. You got Warriors and Nuggets. You got Avs and LV Knights last two years. Chiefs, all right, I don't know if that's West, but the Rams. And what he says is, and he's not, not wrong. Not West, right? They're that? in the AFC well, West. Yeah, right, yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's in the Midwest. It sure. It's the Mideast. It's not the East. The point is, that's, that's a pretty good run in three Almost four sports there. Astros, I don't know, whatever. Uh, and he's right about the toughness. Like, well, the problem is these guys beat each other up all year, and then they get to the finals, and they can't, they can't get over the hump. Well, maybe don't do that, right? <laughs> Change that. It's if that's a funny. The thing. That's a, that's like somebody who's a prisoner of a, an shame. era that you doesn't. say it in hockey too. You say it all the time. These these teams beat each other up. Yeah, and it's I, not wrong. I think, here are the examples. Big East in the 80s. Remember, that was the rhetoric. It was like, man, these teams have to adjust once the tournament starts because they beat the hell out of each other in Big East conference play, Mm -hmm. but the officials in that conference call it differently than the rest of the country. Remember, that was a big deal. Like, how is uh, 
Hoya Paranoia going to survive when they're calling not to? And then they added the extra file. But anyway, that's but one why, example. Why is this a formula for, like, why would they do, like, the guy's like, oh, man, he's exhausted when he gets to work. He well, doesn't he, work. He, he walks to work every day. Okay, well, rent the Toyota Celica, and uh, <laughs> then you'll be in with everybody else. Like The best examples I can think of, Philadelphia uh, Flyers continue to try and win in the 21st century with their mid-70s <laughs> angle of, of beating the hell out of everybody. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, it ain't working Philadelphia Flyers, much to my delight. Um, and two, the other one I used to say for, you know, for 30 years was the Celtics had an inherent disadvantage against the Lakers when those were the two twin towers of the NBA because the Lakers would play the Nuggets, like, you know, these up-tempo, Seattle was good in a stretch, and Dallas Mavericks and all that. Meantime, the Celtics were going to war with Moses Malone's Sixers and, and Bob Lanier's uh, Fast forward, man. Bucks. That's why Jordan was greater than everyone even wants to give him credit because they they hang bang with Reggie Miller and Ewing and all those teams yeah. and still And the Detroit Pistons yeah, at the tail absolutely. end of their yeah. thing, right? Yeah. yeah, so I don't know, Martin. I think maybe the heads of the Eastern Conferences should get together and be like, hey, let's stop giving each other concussions and uh, try to win this thing. I mean, you're on to something. Thank you. Only one team can win, right? If the, the Eastern Conference should come together. Yes. And like once after a while, it's like, all right, guys, we have to promote. We have to prop up mm -hmm. one team. I, I I get you. They crushed the West this year, the NBA Eastern Conference, right? Mm -hmm. Weren't they like 17 games over 500? Through the regular That's season. That's it. Yeah, regular the, season. The top three teams were Boston, uh, Milwaukee, and Philly. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it really is a fascinating philosophical sort of a discussion about the philosophy of how you team build. I don't know that necessarily, I know we talk about it all the time in the NHL that like you got to get more rugged and all that kind of stuff and sandpapers, the big uh, touchstone uh, word to use these days and what you need. There's not much of an indication that you have to be a bad team to win the Stanley Cup, in fact. If you get caught up in trying to address that and keep up with the Tom Wilsons of the league, it seems like it, it doesn't ultimately yeah, help you. The high-flying Oilers, that's not the way either, apparently. Apparently but, yeah. not, yeah. But, yeah. And then, but then I think always, I, my point of reference in football is always that the Steelers and Ravens go at each other and they try to build to beat each other and they beat the crap out of each other. And it's like, now go play the Patriots and, and get smoked by them when yeah. they spread you out. It's irrelevant. You're keeping up with the Joneses in your little neighborhood and losing sight of the bigger problem. But that's exactly what Pittsburgh is trying to do, just like the Eagles just did it. But I, when I look at the Bengals, and they, I'm like, well, they can win any style. That, that, that's I try to have my cake and pie, too. I, have my, I try to have my cake, cake and, 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 pie. and not right. go to the bathroom. That's, uh, that's my <laughs> Good luck. And not, uh, yes. Uh, all right, let's talk uh, NHL. Vegas wins the cup in five games, a 9-3 thrashing. Three of those last five games were not competitive. Eddie Spaghetti doesn't care. Neither do I. I got to be honest. Jonathan Marchessault, my pick to win nice. Con Smythe, plus 550. I got nervous for you. I How did nervous too. did you win Mark? A lot. When he got the hattie, what did you think? Well, he wasn't top three or four going into that game, but I'm like, oh, people do love hat tricks. They do love it. Like this game and as you watch it, and yes. then they build, they they back yeah. build. I mean, Mark Stone's presence was a storyline for two months, right. but they really heated that one up. Good, oh, the face oh, of I this know. team. Oh, the hat trick. He's the he's the captain. Oh, Look I at know. what he did rising. I thought like that was like, sweep sweep those anymore. hats off the ice. Let's get going. Let's do this. Year. <laughs> I was nervous. Um, I thought you were going to lose that. He was actually two hundred and fifty to one before the playoffs started. Uh, March so, which is nuts. And I know a lot of Vegas fans, Vegas Knights fans, were sucked in by this team from day one, which was not 80 years ago, Shaq. I know it doesn't count, but there is some energy. It's a great atmosphere if you've been around it. It's a nice atmosphere. Good for them. Enjoy <laughs> yourselves, everybody. The worst, worst uniforms mm -hmm. for a team winning the Stanley Cup on the ice that night, that mustard gold sweater that they were <laughs> running around in, I think it really symbolized what I think of this entire 2023 Stanley wow. Cup. Wow, that's sad. That's sad. Well, you wear what would you wear? Like a Western shirt with um. I'm not here to talk about my Western I shirts. See. I've already okay. been attacked at my at my in my own home for my style well, choices. Well, let's do this. I know I'm not still not sure. Those are ugly are. sweaters, though. Meatballs, right? You can concede that, can't you? I know you love to talk of your NHL sweaters. That's that that one goes too far. It's too much. What, wear once in a blue Let him mood. decide. What? Not every night you don't show up in that one. They're not my favorite. I'll no. say that. It's, ugly. it's an ugly sweater. 
kind of kind of kind of outfit is that? I would like an ugly sweater party every. Uh, <laughs> I would I would like for Meatballs to say more than seven words. At a time <laughs> I think he said it all. That's it. It's amazing. He's like I pay for the word. Listen. <laughs> He, he said enough in the uh, in his video <laughs> there. It's cap of consequence. Thing. But listen, where uh, Ashek, again, I don't know where you stand on trophies. You seem to like the Stanley Cup. If you had access to it for a day, I think it's because people abuse this trophy. They urinate in it. They throw it against the wall. I, I don't I've seen a lot. Any, any evidence of people peeing in it? I'm gonna I'm gonna I pull like it up. A quick Google. Could I'm gonna see. Um, where would you take it if you had access for a day? Well, as you may have forgotten. I once, uh, as a as a very young man, was in a bar in uh, in Shadyside, in Pittsburgh, and it was closing time in the summer after the Penguins won their first Stanley Cup with my pals Richie and Brett, and uh, the bartender was like, "You guys got to get out of here, and uh, if it if it gets you to move a little more quickly, Paul Staggerwald, the color analyst." of the Pittsburgh Penguins just showed up with the Stanley Cup. And we're like, what? That's going to get you to move quickly? Like get out of the... We were on the upstairs. Yeah. And we were on the upstairs deck. It was summertime in Uh Pittsburgh. Beautiful. Uh, We we said, really? We went downstairs. There it was. Almost almost couldn't make it out. It was so bright and shiny. At 2 a.m. Or, or maybe even later than mustard that. Mustard color. That right? was a couple, couple drinks in Not, not the, the bright and shiny beers you had before. <laughs> oh, no. I approached him. I wasn't going to be shy. We were one of maybe four or five patrons in the bar that night. Why Staggy decided to right. show up at the now gone Docs? You remember Docs, right? Don't you, Babyface uh, Soul Jolliman? Mm-hmm. Um, went up to Staggy and I said, uh, "Oh, and he had the guy. Literally had the guy in the NHL blazer with him, the bodyguard mm-hmm. for the cup." Yeah. And I said, "Think we could uh, hoist that thing?" Mm. He said, "If he says it's okay, it's okay with me." Next thing I knew, we were hoisting the cup up over our head. Mm. And I said, I don't want to push our luck here. Could we put a little Iron City in that, uh, in that cup? He said, if he says it's okay, it's fine by me. Next thing you knew, we were drinking Iron City beer out of the Stanley Cup. <laughs> Smirk all you want, Eddie Spaghetti. It's true. Oh, the only thing is, we, uh, this was before the day of cell phones, so, yeah. so there's no visual evidence of it. Yeah, and you're we lying. really did debate, you're, like, you're Brett, you yeah. live close. Mm-hmm. Should you run home and get a camera? And we're like, we can't. And then we debated, like, do we make a run for it with the cup? Could we get away from this one big dude yeah. who's there to defend it? Could we get away with Not to keep it forever, just to have that day with it. Couple we'll return things. it. We'll return it once we're done. This guy guards the cup 365 24-7? I have no idea. Person? I didn't get his like backstory. I was too busy drinking uh, beer. Yeah. Buckingham Palace? Yes. Yeah, I wonder. Spaghetti, how much would it take for you to accept that position? If that's what you do, let's say, I, I imagine it's three or four. <laughs> it's the dude with, like, he always wears the white gloves with the long blonde hair, right? That guy, like, the guard's yeah, the you know, That show. guy, yeah. You, you yeah can he's wear, great. You I can would, wear your hair however want, you want. Well, I would I would try to dye it and do yeah. it like him. Like, I want to be a carbon copy. I think that guy has a great job. It's awesome. And it's always a big deal, too. It's like the cup is in the, whenever it's an elimination game, yeah. it's like the cup is in the building. It has more of, like, it, there's a pressure. I mean, I, I saw the cup. I was in, was I in, Her, Her, yeah, the Hershey... Uh, Bears, the AHL team. I forgot who they were affiliated with years ago, but it might have been the Lightning. And the Lightning won, and I saw the cup in person. And I and I've seen Lombardi's in person. Like I don't even think I would care, but the World Series yeah. trophy, Larry O'Brien trophy. It's a cool design. Don't really care. There's just something about seeing this, like how big it is, and like the shine of it, and all these names on it. You're just like, wow, this is the best. Uh, I want to try to get you that position. But wait, but that's not would be ironic for Spaghetti because he wouldn't be allowed to touch it. Why? Okay, right? Would you touch it, Spaghetti? I did not touch it when, oh, we were, when I saw lot? it because the Rangers have not won it. <laughs> oh, I, have a picture. Yeah. I knew. It. I think I have a picture near, and I think I like either hover handed or I did like the lean. You with can't. Him. You're not allowed. Yeah. He's got to protect it, but he wouldn't be allowed to handle it himself. Even if you have gloves, maybe you have like sliding yeah. gloves. If on I had or gloves, then I would yeah. touch it. All right. Well, Sheck, where would you take it? Well, he would clearly take it to a dive bar in you would Pittsburgh take it, is that where you take it? in the morning. Okay. I would take it on a twister. Because the story he just made up, he would love it. Gotcha. It right, I would take, take it, it on there. a twister. I would do I would do what uh, what most of those people. I I don't like it when they have like a a party for the hangers on for the little kids. I would take it to the people who I knew <laughs> cared about it. I would make sure I'm You and Mike. spaghetti and meatballs. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And bel- I, what what the two people who I definitely wouldn't take it to? Yeah. I would let them look at it. I wouldn't let them touch it though. 
And it's not their right oh. as Islanders and Rags fans. They're not allowed to touch. Well, you like you that. should take it to nationwide insurance. Like you got to get it because you're going to lose it eventually. <laughs> yeah, that's where you should go. All the uh, insurance agencies. I would sixty six. Oh, you know what? It's not just Jokic. When they won that Stanley Cup, do you know where it wound up the first night after they won it? At the bottom of 66 Lemieux's pool. That's true. Yeah, that's what I mean. They had to find it at the bottom of the pool. It's I'm a, in good company. It's abusive. You don't understand yeah. the value. Of what, what it, that's, a, that's a bobble. That's not the point. Mm-hmm. The point is the glory. But then. they still have it, though, right? It's not gone. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know if that fantasy football trophy's going to uh, show up someday. It might. I would bring it to, and I would bring all you fellas, if I had it for a day, I'd bring it to Fogo de Chao. Okay. And this is where they cut up all the beef, right, on the knives. It's a Brazilian steak joint. And I would say, yeah, load that thing up with, uh, you know, bacon-wrapped Parmesan encrusted chicken. And then we're going to pour some, um, you know, pour some lobster bisque on it. We're all going to take a sip and a, and a bite out of that. Not, in, not any of your beloved Coca-Cola? No, no. Brazilian steak. <laughs> that's strong. You guys will do that? That's I guess strong. that's better than you chugging however much uh, <laughs> liquid that Coke thing zero. has above. It's a lot. It's a lot of carbonation. Of, of tab. Martin, where would you go? I, I'm sorry. I just have trouble with this. So you're telling me, Dave, that the, the, the color commentator for the Pittsburgh Penguins walked in the bar that you were in at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yes. It didn't, Why? Martin, it, he, did, it didn't happen. It didn't he, happen. I don't even know. How long do you get to keep the cup? Spaghetti or meatballs? Was it a do you week? know? Is I it like it was two a day days? Per. It's a day per, ter, yeah, right. a day a day per, per right? player. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. And well, that's what, not what he His last do, moment, his last moment with the Stanley Cup, this trophy that I imagine he's been pining over for years and years and years, wishing the Penguins could have got. And he finally get it. And he says, you know what? It's 145. What else can I do right now? I can go find Dave and his two buddies wow. in this one dive bar with five people left. Why yeah. is it? Why? Yeah, it's a tough one for me. What's crazy? Well, it wasn't a dive bar. Well, it is really, weird because right? the Kings, when they'd win it, they'd bring it to North End right here down the street, and there would be but there'd be hundreds of people waiting for it. That's right. what I would imagine. There was like, no, like I say, there was there was almost no one else in there. It was like when we did the cup, when we hoisted it, yeah. we got it what, with the strangers there. Right, there were like five or six people total. And we, one by one, in line, picked it up over our head. Then they put the pitchers of beer in it. And then we, we all went in the line and drank beer. How out heavy cup. was it? I don't really remember. I don't think it was. It wasn't, it wasn't nothing up? to pick up. Yeah, yeah. This is like what Steve Carell says. That it wasn't nothing. like sandbags. Yeah. You know, this is, okay. All right. There we go. I think we're getting sandbagged yeah. here. I don't there think this go. is I've, really I've, I've had the occasion. You should know how heavy the Stanley Cup is if you hoisted it over your head, as you say. Hoisting, Quite some time hoisting ago. means. It wasn't like that, although, yeah. as uh, Kevin Hench quipped, it was a Montgomery Burns moment when the Vegas. Vegas Knights owner couldn't pick the cup up right, right, over right. his head. I'm not that meek, um, <laughs> or at least I wasn't when I picked it up. But yes, um, yeah, right. that, that's a good point. But I've had the occasion, as I've said, on more than one occasion, to publicly thank Paul Staggerwald for the generosity of sharing the cup. Oh, with, that's uh, nice. You know, All right, listen. I, w- I, I, I would bring it here. So you so bring Dave, it here. So Dave could hoist it. For the first oh, time nice. in his life. Uh, <laughs> he's saying you're fibbing. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know how to re- respond to that to brand of cynicism. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not going to. I just want to go to Fogo to chow. I think that's it. All right, let's take a break, and we're going to talk uh, baseball. We'll have our picks of the day. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OMAHAFULL, and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. You keep those winnings. But if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and older only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 or more wagers only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet is $1,250. The bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. 
Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, it's 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, we're back. Mets, Yankees. Yeah, the Mets, oh boy, comically bad base running last night. Still pulled it out in extras. Nimmo with a big hit in the bottom of the 10. 2-1 win, which evens the series and evens my cap of consequence bet against the 75 or so Yankee fans that work on our staff. It's spaghetti, it's meatballs, it's babyface Joel Salmon, brother Bry, the parlay kid. And now we're even at 1-1, babyface. And where the score is even, too, right? Because we do run differential. So you wanted that game. These games are now more exciting because of this bet. I'm glad that you could rub it in our face last night in, in a text thread. Very classy. Very classy <laughs> to celebrate when this series is not even over yet. I feel like and, the night before I was getting a little on my end, but okay. All right. I mean, I was honestly thinking about it. I was out that the game two nights ago, that when the, the, the lead just kept swinging back Sp- and forth. Spaghetti. Oh, I, yeah. I know these are meaningless games. Uh, especially for the Mets, who are now four games under 500 and not really making a move, but it adds a little something to it. No, um, I, I mean, I mean, obviously, one of the game last night. I, uh, being honest, I was working, was not really oh, focused on the television. That's the God's honest truth. But then I was like following the game, like on my phone, Twitter. My friends are texting from home, and it's like, oh, Garrett Cole's throwing a perfect game. Yeah. Like this is fine. But then, then I look and he had no run support. And whatever, the Mets needed a win. You guys are spiraling pretty badly. And obviously, you guys signed Scherzer. doesn't have any more. Verlander's, you know, pretty much done as well. Um, <laughs> I'm about to say, yeah. Your owner's like, yeah, we're not going to we're not gonna be sellers. We're going to go for this. So it's like, I'm glad you guys won. June 14th, it's, it's a good win. Thank you. Needed. Thank was, you. Uh, I'll take so it. Push back with when they, like, uh, that, they were just following the rags lead when they got Patrick Kane. Okay. Just do that. Um, when the when the Rangers got Patrick Kane. How's it go? What do, I think you okay. know. Okay. Right. Yeah, you know I just so, don't know if the yeah. 2013 Detroit Tigers starting rotation is going to work out for you in 2020. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Uh, look, I, I can't stand this team right now. I can't stand watching, and I'll be there for game three. Do you agree with owner Steve yeah. Cohen, who says, I'm not going to panic and shake things up right now? I think he has to say that. Yeah, so I agree that that's what you have to say. But what if he came out and he was like, <laughs> Would you Yo, like him to it's take June a big 15th. Sp- I am panicked. I am terrified right. of what's happening with this team. Oh, my God. We got to shake it up. I have to think Francisco Lindor is not going to be this God awful oh, for the next months, next in two months, and yeah, horrible. everything and all everything we can uh, we could look to anyway. But uh, somehow the um, series is even, and uh, I'll take that. You guys should factor into the cap of consequence. You guys should pick for us what it's going to be. Right? Should be something Ooh. something New York, something Pizza Rat related. Maybe if the Yankees lose. Spaghetti sings Pearl Jam on the seven train or something. I don't know. I feel I was inspired by the conversation that. that you guys had on John Sterling. And I love I love the idea. And I talk about the things that, you know, people always say, like, ah, you end up defending your generation's best player and best team. Right. You also do that provincially with your play by play guys or whatever. You Boy, think, Harry oh, well, was going, it was almost elder abuse the way Harry was leaning into it. I don't know why he hates John Sterling so much, because as the parlay kid pointed out, the only thing he would plausibly know about him is the like yeah. the Yankees win. Right, right, right. Which I kind of agree with him on. It's a little bit of a play. You don't like that. 
It's all right. I hate it's, the Yankees. I think that's fine. It's fine. I yeah. think most of them are a little forced. The, the, yeah. the specific home run calls that he has for some guys. But I don't understand why Harry has it in for the guy so much. I I, I would listen to the Parlay Kid read the phone book, though. I, there's something to me that's... Good, because we're gonna, that's going to be a week of summer shows. Oh, good. We're, we're lacking content. We're, That'll we're be fun, right. but I, I, I want to do something. Maybe it's the loser has to go around like John Sterling. I, I, I don't know to, to what effect... Yeah. But has to go somewhere and just do John Sterling the entire time, yeah, yeah, yeah. loudly and obnoxiously. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Let me just the think. Yankees lose the Yankees in a Yankees bar. A little quick reminder: meatballs. Like when we were talking about the cap of consequences, he's like, "I don't care. That's fine. I'm not nervous. I don't care. It doesn't matter." And then afterwards, I asked him. He's like, "That sucked." I hated that. All right, so don't remember. Don't he's have doing a short Steve, memory. He's here. doing the Cohen. Oh, he's doing Steve he's, Cohen. He's doing yeah. the Cohen. I'm not panicking. <laughs> I'm not worried. Panic. Why? <laughs> no I just, I'm panic. sorry to take a quick detour. Yeah. It's my way. No, way you're now. not. You're right. I'm not. What? What I'm sorry about is that Pittsburgher, babyface Soul Jolliman is a part of your text chain. Like, ha ha, your Yankees lost. Babyface Soul Jolliman. Oh What's yeah. Even what? What? Don't you have any dignity with he, that? He you know, does. Why of are you a Yankees fan? So. So died in the wool Yankees fan that you're a part of like, oh, I can't believe the Mets beat our team. He wears Come the on, hat all face. the time. Come on. He's a golfer now. Come on. Now, the, the Buckos are in first place. Get on board. I'm kind of with um, you, Dave. Um, no. I, you're not going to get on board with the Buckos? Uh, Cabrian Hayes will eventually be a Yankee, and then we'll get to root for him. <laughs> that is the kind of thing. I said How the same thing about How, what, what filth to talk like that. I said, the, I said the same thing about your pitcher there the other day in the Mets. I don't know how you can get so excited or attached to these guys. Um, 2024. That's what we're looking ahead to. The A's finally lost. My goodness. They won six in a row, then dropped the game to the Rays 6-3. I think they're playing now or soon. They're 19-51. and 51. Martin, do they go back to sucking? I need a sure thing for the rest of the summer. This Good. early game today has the Rays minus 210. Uh, a, yes, they will go back to sucking. Mm. And B, it's kind of like going back through the uh, – if the A's were in the AL Central, though, mm-hmm. I feel like they may be third or fourth – or like maybe third or second in the division, as bad as the AL Central is. I mean, as bad as the A's are because that – Nobody really? scores runs in that division. Like I know. The, between the Tigers and the Guardians, White Sox. But uh nobody's yeah, really they, scoring runs anywhere. I was looking around. But yeah. yeah A's are, some, the A's will go back to, to being absolutely horrible. All right. I had lunch with uh, Steve Garvey and my oh, cousin yeah. Jimmy Kimmel and Cleto, our band leader, and Jimmy Gentleman, you know, all these people. Sure. They're, they're gigantic Dodgers fans. And we went to eat at Bianco which worked great for me because I got to listen to the stories, but I didn't have my jaw wide open. You know, I wasn't a huge Garvey fan. I appreciated his work with the Dodgers, legendary Dodger in the 70s and 80s, borderline Hall of Famer, hasn't made it yet, likes his chances this year. Does he? Because, well, the him. way they're, they're doing it, he's in a category by himself. Not by himself, but he's with other 70s. I, I imagine the Cobra has the same thing. I mean, the Cobra deserves it more than Garvey, but that's not to say Garvey doesn't shouldn't yeah. be shouldn't get his plaque already. It's it's a weird thing. Did you? But I got to eat the majority of the pizzas. What I'm saying because oh, everybody oh, else was either talking. telling the story or listening to the story. And I'm like, uh huh, uh huh. I could do this. And, did you and ta- did time. you get to take a break from the pizza to tell him the story? I asked you to pass along in in honor of Kimmel. Jimmy once was on my radio show, yeah, and he brought up Steve Garvey, some anecdote, his favorite ball player of all time. And I said, "Oh, are you talking about the San Diego Padres legend?" Mm-hmm. And uh, and then the producer, I heard like click, and I'm like, "Jimmy," and they're like, and the producer <laughs> said, "Like, I think he hung up the phone." So I'm like, "He didn't hang up the phone." And no, it turned out, yeah, no, he hung up the phone. He was outraged that I called That's Garvey right. a Padres legend. And then he called <laughs> back and was cackling. He did uh, leave the Dodgers fandom. <laughs> to root for the Padres and Garvey. And, of course, it was that 84 run against oh, the Tigers. Oh, Jimmy did. Jimmy did. Jimmy oh. Gentleman, his friend, did not. He was mad at the Dodgers for not re-signing him. But, <laughs> um, and we talked about that. There was other stuff I can't get into. But we did discuss the pitch clock. And these players, it seems like, are all like, yeah, where the hell has this thing been? Hmm. I was always ready to hit. Most of the pitchers are ready to throw. I, of course I want to work and get paid the same for two hours and 20 right. minutes as I would for three hours and 10 minutes. This has been a big practical joke on the fans and the players. This pitch clock should have been around. And even when he played, games were two hours and 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But I guess they could have been even less. So anyway, that was one interesting Well, I guess if you think about it, if you're pre- like, they, have to, they had to have been more efficient in practice, right? Yeah. If, 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 every, if between every at-bat swing, you got to come out and redo your gloves every single time, your batting practice would take eight hours. Yeah. 
I just think it's something you don't realize you're doing, right? It's the, what I said before the season started. I am still curious to see what happens in October. In on uh, on Wednesday night in Wrigley, yep. the Pirates were up five one. Mm-hmm. They had the bases loaded, mm-hmm. and Roanzi Contreras pitch clocked, and it wasn't close. Like they they let you know the Pirates announcers or or broadcasters are looking to be like, ah, come on, ticky tack, and they're like. Boy, no. he really had that ball a long so the time point, before they, were they like, finally did. That's on the catcher. The catcher has to call time. He's right, got to know right. what's going on. They're like, on. he's got to do. But, I mean, it made it 5-2, and then the floodgates opened, and the Pirates mm-hmm. lost. Like, if that happens in an October, in a playoff game, I think that people are going to go kind of crazy, and I'm not sure who's going to be right. I think a full season, though, it the, will be on the player. They should be used to it. Right? Yeah, they should be used I to think it. It's still going to be but weird now if the, that happens. the batter has to make eye contact with eight seconds left. There are some nuances that... But if if they took away the, the four pitch intentional walk, then I feel like that because that really drives me crazy that that doesn't exist anymore. Because I felt like it was hard for a pitcher to throw the ball, you know, all the way into the other's batter's box for four pitches straight, and then have to lock back in and start throwing. It strikes never happened, but I always again. was waiting for. I never saw yeah. that was that was the holy grail for me was to see a guy throw a wild pitch and I don't think I ever saw like it throw happen. a wild pitch on, on, a, on, a, on, on an like, intentional walk or or the batter reach out actually get a base hit oh, like Roy Hobbs does it uh, but yeah. Brad did it when he was a Marlin it's happened somebody right but, I never it also has happened and I don't know why they would choose to intentionally walk with two strikes but they pretended to intentionally walk the batter's guy's bat on the play the catcher resets in the box and uh and strike three. So I think yeah. missing that part of the strategy now of baseball, yeah. then I, I'm all f- like, yeah, if you're holding the ball for 14 seconds, go ahead, take your base. Like, or, or, or take a ball. I'm, I'm with that. I was watching that game live and I was kind of like, all right, he's taking forever to throw the ball. I knew it was over. <laughs> I was like, oh, this, this isn't going to go well for a guy who's already shattered in co- in terms of confidence. <laughs> That's not good to get pitch clocked in that spot. But, I, I don't know. It'll be funny, though. Like, uh, imagine if uh, you don't you don't think Yankees fans will lose their minds if if Giancarlo no. gets pitch clocked. No, no minds to lose there. But I know what you're saying. All right. NFL. Uh, Stefan Diggs reported to minicamp. We thought this was going to be a big thing. And then he's like, all right, I'll show up. Apparently, there was some beef with Josh Allen. They don't get along. It's Taylor Swift related. I'm not sure what, what <laughs> happened. But, um, yeah, uh, they got matching tennis bracelets, and now they're friends. And the Bills have not changed. They're still plus 125 to win the division. I just wonder if Sean McDermott yeah. like, has taken like, media classes or anything of like that. Because it's like, first, you're very concerned that Diggs isn't here at minicamp. And then, you know, about 30 hours later, you're the one that told him not to be there. So I'm trying right. to, like, what... Make it make sense. Which one is which? Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's a little confusing. There. There's still some hash to be settled. I, you know, I, I, you know, I'm all in on the Dolphins, three to one to win that division. I'm hip on them, but you know, we, you know, we were talking about minus three um, again. The, you know, it's it, Dalvin Cook has yet to land. If he goes to the Bills or if he goes to the Dolphins, that's not a small matter of who this can is end right. up winning I was, that division. I was looking at that, and one of these teams you mentioned. Uh, Miami, not the Jets. Miami or the Bills. Maybe New England could get Dalvin Cook. And I was looking at the Dalvin Cook situation, and I heard, did you hear Saquon speak the other day on the whole running back and how much they're worth? He spoke eloquently about it, and there's just a it's there. You can look at it through many different lenses. And I was wondering, is there anything running backs can do to better their position? Um, it's salary structure-wise. I know it sounds like a ridiculous question, but is it the case that well, this is just how it's going to be. It's going to be declining salaries for years and years to come after that first contract, unless this year Saquon, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry have monster years co- collectively. Like, is that what's going to have to happen, or is it just it's over for running backs? It's going to. Have to I th- it, the only way I think it's going to have to be something in the in the like pay scale structure for rookies. That's it. Like, you know, before, like, Sam Bradford was, like, the highest-paid quarterback because he was the first pick in the draft. And then mm. the next year, they were like, we can't have this anymore. And then Cam Newton made, like, a regular salary being the number one overall pick. It had to be something like that. But that's just where you are in the draft. or That's not by position. Like, I'm trying to – No, act- it was slated. Yeah, was, uh, but I'm just – it's, it's yeah. going to have to be something along those lines because I – I mean, the, the 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 evidence is out there. If you're 28 years old and you're a running back, your career is essentially over playing for big money. That's why these, like the guys I just mentioned, would have to just go 
gangbusters. Even if they do, though, Levy right. and Bell coming off of the big one. He tried this to be the guy, like, I'm going to do it. I'll be the martyr. Obviously, he was doing it mostly for himself. But I'm going to be the martyr for running backs. But Zeke in that same little mini era, and David Johnson got the big-time deals. Those didn't work out for their teams. There's just zero. I mean, literally now, if you take out Frank Gore, who wasn't making humongous bank, if you take him out as an example— I mean, there's zero evidence that you should be paying a guy out multiple years mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, at, at a heavy level, like 10, 10 plus million dollars. There's no reason to do it. They would have to modify it. Like the NFL, the players union would have to modify it. Like we have to do a special exception because these guys are taking such an insane percentage of the physical toll of football. We, mm-hmm. you know. Michael Fabiano is going to be on minus three later this week. And he now believes that you should take wide receivers ahead of running backs in fantasy even, because even if they have the same point totals, point per game total, like you should now assume that your running back's going to sit down for a game or four during the season. Right. Just the, the physical toll is, is, is impossible to offset financially. Don't play running back is the answer. If you're a high school kid who's really talented, play corner, don't play running back because you're not going to get paid out the same. And meatballs, our team failed, the franchise tag test why i guess by giving pollard 10 million dollars right <laughs> to tag them well i think the, ta- the the way to do it is to tag these guys like if you were you're invest like but then you're but 10 it's a pr in. thing it's yeah. a, it, it feels like uh, you know i've gotten a lot of pushback when when from you know football cools about like do you think good nfl teams consider what the fans think about this they better. They should probably. And if if it becomes like a marketing, a PR thing, like you're gonna let our star running back who just who just toted us all the way to a Super Bowl, you're gonna let him walk out the door. I think ownership does have to address that on some mm-hmm. level. Like, but it, it ain't smart to do. Like the Giants should not be giving Saquon Barkley a heavy, you know, like thirty-five million dollars guaranteed. Obviously, they shouldn't do that. Everybody points back to Le'Veon Bell. But part of me wonders if he hadn't gone to the Jets with Adam Gase, who's, you know, known football genius, and it's worked everywhere else. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do wonder, though, had, say, I mean, uh, had Le'Veon gone to a different situation and had it been such a disaster in New York, if, if we wouldn't look at this in a different way? I do wonder that. It's interesting. I, don't you, know, like, I, don't, I know we covered basketball a half hour ago, but I was looking at the whole, and we were talking about how centers, right? Okay, let's bring it back where centers are the rock. Oh, right. Let's build around the center. It was Darko who set us back 20 years, right? Is that 2003, Martin? <laughs> Sean Bradley maybe had a hand in that, not the disparage Yeah, but somebody. he was always going to be a project. He right. wasn't built well, but it was a dark, like, he was kind of built, the, I don't want to say built the same, but. A center, an unknown center type like that, not even unknown, but whatever. When he failed, like, all right, that's where everyone backed off for a while. Maybe there was a... It is a funny, like, the well, perfect storm of, like, well, Tim Duncan, oh, the Spurs are better off without David Robinson and with yeah. Tim Duncan basically playing this weird hybrid of a four and five and people still debate what position you should really right. should really call him. And then the best player, the, the, I think he won MVP, was Dwight Howard, was the clear-cut best center in the NBA, and they made that one finals run, but it didn't lead to ongoing success where Dwight Howard, it became inessential. It became clear that you didn't have to have that. That's true with running backs now, or at least you can have one who's, you know, the best thing you can have as opposed to like, this QB needs a year or four to get up to speed, to learning things like running backs are like, the best thing you can have is a 21-year-old. They don't need any, they don't need any training camp or anything. Just show up and throw them in there on day one. Right. I I just... I don't like where we're headed. I hope that we do swing back. Because <laughs> it's, I mean, it's hard as hell to play quarterback. Evidence by day's faulty quarterback theory of quarterback saturation, which is It's on right evidence. on. What do you mean? It's I'm watching Sunday night my, my, uh, Mike White versus Mac Jones. I'm telling everybody out here is just, uh, you know, stellar Dak Prescott's not a top 10 QB anymore. That shows the depth of QBs. Dak Prescott's pretty good. He's not even in the top 10. Dak Prescott's a top three quarterback in the NFC right now. 
That's, that's Shaq. There's a lot of a like, lot what of are we talking about. There's a lot of there out of the game next year. I, I mean, I don't know. Did, did you watch the NFC Championship game this year? No, I didn't watch. All right. Well, I if mean, you had, well, that you doesn't see prove anything. That's... Who aren't playing? Who will not be playing? Wait, the backup play. who who but was the... starting because the starter got hurt? Because the... quarterbacks hard. If people get hurt, but you know what? You can have multiple running backs on the team. And Christian McCaffrey led the 49ers essentially through the last ten weeks of the season, and they almost. Almost, almost got to the Super I Bowl think you, with I, Josh Johnson I as think the quarterback. It was more saturated two years ago than it was now. I think. Okay, I think Kirk Cousins was about eighteen or nineteen, and now he's ten or nine, ten or eleven. I'm gonna have to go through it one but, by one. I'll yeah. do my one through thirty-two, but I, I, I stand by the premise mm-hmm. that we have more good quarterbacks than we've ever had in, in right. any other decade. And it's not. Maybe close. it's just a science thing. Maybe the word saturation is what I'm not understanding. We got to figure out. <laughs> there are more than 32 good <laughs> options at quarterback these days. <laughs> That's the point. That Joel, Joel's uh, making some crazy faces here. Spaghetti also. I yeah. thought me being in the U.S. Open was the craziest thing we did. Uh, I just want to get this straight. Who's? I mean, who's the bum? Give me like three bums. Like that's who they're starting this year. I think there were two divisions last year that we went over for right. a season. I, that yes. didn't I'm setting home. aside injuries as the Josh Johnson didn't. It wasn't Kyle Shanahan's idea for a quarterback. Right. He was like it was in the, the, last, the last guy last who could year. throw the ball forward. In the NFC was- South last year, at the start of the season, both Baker Mayfield was there and Marcus Mariota. Neither one of them finished the season, and they were both terrible. Yeah, I think like out of both South divisions, you have eight teams, you have one guy, Trevor Lawrence, who you'd be like, all right, I'm kind of, it could, it could be something, maybe. <laughs> I know the rookies that were drafted, it, but were, it's just my up point in the air. is proven. If you are skimming the bo- the very bottom of the barrel, and you're and you're coming up with that Baker Mayfield is an attra- if that's the worst that we have, then the state of QB is pretty good. If that's the worst QB in the NFL, who's the starter right now, then He's that not, ain't too though. bad compared Kenny to Pickett's the worst. But we're saying Baker Mayfield. Like, I'm just right I'm just you, you you said name a guy like there's there's two guys right there. I'm saying that him it. is if he is the bottom of the barrel, then that's pretty good compared to 15 years ago and see what you find. You'll see some way worse names starting NFL games for a full season than Baker Mayfield. All right. Listen, I want to talk about this, but football is. 87 days away. We said we would do this. We we're counting down. So it was 89. Now it's 87. Real quick, greatest 87 check to play the game. Well, I mean, there's only one name that wears number 87. Who? I'll let, I'll, I'll let uh, Eddie Spaghetti tell you his name. He's the most hated person in sports. Oh, uh, you're going so, hockey? Well, yeah, I mean, that's for well, starting at the greatest 87 in the history of sports. There's only one answer. No, Pierre Turgeon had a better career than Sid the Kid, right? <laughs> Donald Brashear? These guys are, aren't they? Right? Well, uh, they didn't they, wear 87 to begin with, but also... They did? I, went, I, I require Eddie Spaghetti yeah. to say it against his will. You have to say it. <laughs> I'm talking football. I, I, I want to hear Spaghetti say it. Don't you I'm dare. Not, I'm not saying it. I have, I've realized... You must. Say Gronk. You have the, Just you, say Gronk. You, Sal, you'll agree. Lately, yeah. Dave has done, like... Homer takes only, and then yeah. and then he refuses to accept other like outside opinions. But then like the even like the John Sterling thing, like if John Sterling was a Pittsburgh radio announcer, you'd be like, he's so funny. The I don't think Greg Brown cute. he has all those. And then it's like the I don't think he's, he's a New York Yankee guy. It's like ah, he's to East. You know, yeah, who cares? come on, it's like. Yeah. I just, I'm just, I'm not attacking. I'm just calling it out. I so see it. I like Red Barber. I love, I love when I hear those old Red Barber calls. I don't like John Sterling's calls specifically. That's all. Oh, I like Marv Albert plenty. I love Marv. You were yelling pre-show about the Penguins. Like, the Kraken were very close to the Cup this year. You're like, why do the Kraken have better odds than the Penguins? I don't like that. It's like, well, the Penguins <laughs> team is deteriorating before your eyes. That's, That's a slap oh, in wow. my face that you would put the Kraken in there. Damn. There's only one. It's one mythical beast. Now we're applying it to 20 people in skates? They're it doesn't the, even make any they're sense. The they're Western better shirt. odds than the Penguins. They're the Western on. shirt of the NHL, I think he's saying. <laughs> the, uh, all right, so anyway. I, did, I But 87 is the best. But Sidney Crosby. Reggie Wayne. Of all time. Stop it. Reggie Gronk, Wayne. Gronk? Gronk. Probably. Gronk. Gronk. There was... Kelsey? Uh, Tombstone Jackson. Well, that's a good... The, the debate... That's Gronk, a great Kelsey, debate. Gronk, Reggie Wayne. Willie we got to get Reggie Wayne his gold jacket already. Willie Davis that. is an Hall of Fame. Dave Casper is an Hall of Fame. Um, Dwight Clark. Goes to the post. Dwight Clark, one of the most iconic plays of all time. It's Hate a it. fascinating head-to-head between those two tight ends. Who, I mean... 
Obviously, yeah. you're choosing the greatest tight end in the history of people when you render your verdict on this one. Who is it? Is it Gronk or is it Kelsey? I think I have at this. I have to still say Gronk. I looked at this a lot, but I think if you take his touchdowns out of the equation, he still has more yard. Like it, it's insane. That the, if you look at his fantasy, you want to talk to Fabiano? Well, you take his touchdowns out of the equation. I think he's still the top fantasy tight end for like seven straight years or something crazy. Speaking of the post. Uh, he's not going to be in a Hall of Fame, but he's in my personal Hall of Fame. Yeah. The one that matters right here in my chest. Go ahead. Joe Horn. Oh, he, nice. When he took that slant and picked up that phone call in the there under the, uh, under the, the uh, goalpost in New Orleans. Right. Oh, I'll never forget it. Against the Giants. I, I, have him ahead of, I have him ahead of Sid, Sid Crosby. I definitely <laughs> do. Quadri Ismail? Nah. For, well, for the eight, 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 I, Ravens. The Vernius Coles. Oh, yeah. Wait, How, Who? Laverne One of my favorite Coles. Jets ever. When oh, Laverne is Coles. Is, Coles. Coles yeah. Yeah. is he a Miami guy? See, Miami. Uh, you, Feels right. No, he's is Florida State. Is you? Florida State, Coles. right. Howard um, Cross, though, was a giant. Giant. 87, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Howard Cross, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, well, so football, I'm going Gronk. I, you know what? I think we have to, like, we don't want to do it same as with Jokic. Like, we don't want to be, because it's happening in front of us, we don't want to be underwhelmed by it and genuflect to guys uh-huh. who've already retired. I think, Kelsey, you know, for one game, I think I would take Gronk. I'm with you on that. But the body of work now outstrips what Gronk did because of injuries or otherwise. Kelsey is, and you could say, well, that's largely because of Patrick Mahomes, but obviously Gronk. Cut, I wonder if you switch quarterbacks from Tom Brady. I wonder so. if you switch quarterbacks. I don't Man, know. I just I feel contractually obligated to mention Shannon Sharp. He's not the greatest. However, without he none of them dudes. Shannon was eighty seven. Oh, we're just saying. No, no he's, he's talking, talking to tight end. Tight end. Oh, yeah, right. But in terms of yeah. you gonna talk about Travis Kelsey, because he's playing with the best quarterback that we've seen in the last yeah. however long since Brady was at his height. Mm-hmm. You wanna talk about Gronk uh Gronk? He was playing with Brady. And I know Shannon had Elway, but he also went in Baltimore and won a Super Bowl as, like, the pass catcher. Yeah. Nah, just, I, I just, don't know. He was just always out of shape. His body, when you see him with his shirt off, it's like, oh, how'd this guy get? I don't know. He <laughs> was good. He's a weird one to try and evaluate. Obviously, as a pass catcher, purely, he's one of the top. Statistically, he's top he's up three there. still, right? Yeah, like, he, like, he kind of was one of the first out the ones that tight ends that weren't blocking for real. Right? I have to go back. Sim. What do you mean a homer take? What homer takes right. did I give? Because I didn't Michael like Mayer, John Sterling. 87. Oh, so, nice. Nice. Shot. And, and he's good. Is 87 just the tight end? Number? Just you think about Mark Bruner if we're right? doing that. You think right. it's beef between Mike Mayer and the little kid baby Gronk? Uh, baby faced uh, booked baby Gronk for um, all of next week. I think we're going to have him on the <laughs> extra points. So. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break and then we're going to give our play of the day. Angels Rangers, all of a sudden a hot series. Good uh good back and forth between the two. And you have Otani against Ivaldi tonight. Angels six over five hundred, still five and a half behind the Rangers, who are seventeen games over five hundred, and with no DeGrom. Weird what they're doing. One of the top uh, hitting teams in the league. Angels did lose last night to the Rangers, but have won eight out of their last ten. They're going for three out of four against Texas. Otani on the hill, had a home run yesterday. Pitching's been eh. Coming off an okay start. I think he turns it around. I think these Angels turn around. And I think the Rangers turn around for the worse. Hmm. Angels actually better in night games. Fifth in home runs. Sixth overall offense. They're going to put up some crooked numbers against Ivaldi. I like the plus number with the AL MVP pitching for the next decade. Unless the Mets steal him. On the mound. Plus 118, Angels. It's funny you say that because I, I, I meditated on that very game. And I then focused in on the total of eight and was going to say, take the under there because Otani's not in the lineup. So that makes sense that then, you know, pitching against Devaldi, who's having a good year. I think the under is a good play there. Yeah. They did say something when these two teams match up, like 10 of the last 13 have gone over, but uh, I also have to shout out. Yeah. Sal's show of empathy, a second one, this baseball season. I thought it was nice that you expressed some sorrow for Jake DeGrom. Oh, you of know? course, yeah. That you know? sucks. Who's going to be excited? Look, part of me is like... I just thought right, you no would be DeGrom. apathetic about it. It's like, not my problem anymore. No, no, no. No, that poor He's not even going to get close to making the Hall of Fame. I thought he would at least lift his numbers there, but... Isn't it funny happen. that those guys, that they're... Th- th- those are sad-ish conversations of like... The, I mean, they're multimillionaires and everything, but like, boy, imagine telling somebody, we've, as like we've talked about, like, 
1988 even, not mm. when the Metropolitans or when the World Series. Let's say 88-ish. Yeah, neither Dwight Gooden nor Daryl Strawberry will go to the Hall of Fame. Right. It would be impossible to talk somebody. Yeah. Hey, in 19, hey, 1984, Fred Lynn's not going to the Hall of Fame. It's really weird. Like Steve Garvey, Cobra. The, the, the you have you to, can take those you, off. There's a lot of numbers you have to put together, it turns out, to get there. Yeah. Dave, which is a better nickname, the Chief or the Cobra? Because you, you, you threw the Chief out there earlier today, and I think that might be my favorite one. It's pretty good. I think my favorite still is Mean. I still like it. I just think that's a great one. Mean Joe Green. Mean? mean? Yeah, just being called mean is mm. pretty cool. It kind of rhymes, Homer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about Babyface? No? Nothing good? He really is a Homer away from home. He really is. <laughs> Check. Homer you don't think mean is a great nickname? It is. It is. No. All right, Check. Pick it the is. pirate so I can go to Martin already. Who do you like? I am. Uh, I got to stay away from the Buckos. I don't love the pitching matchup uh, uh, going on in Wrigley and uh, for the Buckos. Instead, I'm gonna go down Houston way and uh, Christian Javier and his team. Now, I hear you on the Athletics, and they are not dependably uh, awful. Who is the Nationals? They stink. Twenty wins this season so far. You're right. Um, lay the run and a half, and you get the Astros at home against the bum Nats um, at even money. So I like that. Okay. So go up. I looked at that game as well, but I stuck with the uh, Pirates-Cubs game. I'm taking the Cubs. Marcus Stroman has been uh, pitching lights out. He's only allowed two runs in 12 and two-thirds innings since the start of May. And, uh, and uh, <clears throat> or since the end of May, rather, and I'm parlaying that with the Braves mm, against the Rockies. I'm taking that. Kyle Freeland's been terrible, and uh, I know the Braves are starting a rookie, but in his seven and two thirds innings pitched so far, he's only given up two runs. That's about one thirty on the season. What's funny about that yeah. one is uh, Obiedo for the Buccos has you know had some some good starts, but. A total of seven on that one. I assume the wind's blowing in. I haven't checked on that. But the, when do you see? Yeah, uh, that is low. Yeah. Uh, in, in major league. With a rookie, too. Yeah. Pretty rare, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, OBA, Oviedo, what are you? Now, is he the is he the greatest number 24 in the world? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, Bonds. You know, speak, Benny uh, Snell. Meatballs won the number. 24. Ian Moran. Yeah. Um. Willie yeah, Mays, we I don't know, somewhere like that. All right, uh, what I else think, do we have? I think, I think we think could that's probably it. lean on Willie Mays, yeah. What do we... Um, JT Thomas. I got a kid graduating high school today. Holy hell, muzzle tough. Will I cry? That's one of the things in the um, in the prop quiz, prop what are you culture. Thinking? I'm thinking, no, I've been told that I'm going to be <laughs> bored to tears. I don't know if that'll count. But nah. we had, it's one of those things where you have to get there at 3.30 for a 5 p.m. Uh, ceremony, sure. and then you're there for an hour and a half, and then... You watch them walk somewhere else around the Will the you beach? do the thing? Here's a two-part question. One, will you or are you one of those families that despite the administrator with the microphone saying, please hold your applause until all the graduates have their diplomas because mm. they don't want to slow that down, do you defy that request? I think we probably will. My sister, you know my sister, she'll be there, so it's going to be a... Okay. It'll be it'll be nutty. Okay. No, then the other part of that question also, is you're there if for you three are, hours, you got six seconds. You gotta do make I think you're I, I think in that situation yeah. you do. Uh but also when you play ball and you demure and you restrain yourself a little bit mm. as a family or as an individual, but then other people do it. Yeah. I get angry with those people. Yeah. Like, I played ball, why not you? Right, right, right. Well, we're the eyes, so we got we'll have a little we'll be able to see what goes on for uh See, that's your, that's your blessing mm -hmm. right there. I've been a W my whole life. I've always right. felt bad. You know, as a D, I've always felt bad for the people who are like the the W, wait? X, Y, and Zs. Mm. How'd you deal with that? There were a lot of Xs. But. Well, that's the thing. Once you get to W, you might as well be last. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> there's no, there's no, there's, there's not too many Zs and, and Ys and, and Xs out there. There's not, not too many of them going around. Yeah. So W, you might as well, Washington, Ward, mm -hmm. you know, and then boom, me. There you go. Does seem like you got, I, I got a lot of benefits by being near the top of the alphabet in like elementary school. I was the tallest kid in the class, and I was always last in line. Really? Mm-hmm. Sorry mm -hmm. about that. Um, 
My old man didn't cry at my graduation, but he did cry before I went to college. Is that right? Yeah, he came in my room. Oh, dropping off is going to be a mess, I know. It it wasn't dropping off. I don't know. It must have hit him right in the moment. It was like two days before I left, and I was sitting in my room, and he came in, and he was like, I'm so proud of you, man. (laughs) You did it, man. You got it. I was like, what is wrong with you? It's going to hit me. It's going to hit me. It's going to be bad. Uh, I think, by the way, your boy is going off to Oregon. We had a great conversation with Jeff Schwartz, uh, Oregon Mm -hmm. alumnus, and we talked all about the Pac-12. Boy, college football, what is it now, 73 days away, something Mm -hmm. like that? It's it's exciting. I think Oregon, all of a sudden, the Pac-12, it it didn't occur to me until we – Started talking with him on the show. The Pac-12 is is kind of loaded up. The for last a dead year, conference. Right? I know yeah. it's a dead conference. You think in all uh-huh. the conversation, but in the meantime, Oregon, USC, Utah, Colorado's at least interesting to watch. Yeah, yeah they have exactly. they're a ton of good court. Three shortest odds for the Heisman this year are Pac-12. I QBs. saw that. Ramon like Foster, that. best seventy-three. Oh, don't get him started. <laughs> 73. <laughs> How'd we get to 73? POJ. 73 oh, 73. Oh, I got you. Sorry. John Hanna. <laughs> All right. We'll talk about it. Greg uh, Wolfley. It's also one more thing. Pajama day. My nine-year-old, this is his last day of school. It's pajama day. Everybody wears pajamas, which Melissa, my wife, hates that. I'm with uh, Melissa. She, they, she hates it as much as like you hate feet. No, she's like, it's it's dirty. It's uh, why the, it, the, oh, all the I kids smell. It. And also, they're going to be in pajamas for the next 75 days. Like, this is the last day of school. Make them dress up. Uh, I would much rather like a costume type of situation. Yes. Pajamas are Something for the home. Fun. School spirit, uh, whatever you, know you want. Like, uh, what are you doing? Yeah. Are you guys curmudgeons about this generation of preteens and teens who now wear pajamas to school? Yeah, you're right. That's you the thing. They wear their pajama anyway. pants at least. Like yes. Boys and girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you down on that? I don't love it. When you say down, I'm not. Are you a... frowning on it? Yes, I am. <laughs> I am frowning Baby on face, it. Joel Solomon. Let me teach you how to talk hip. It's are you down with that mm-hmm. means you like it. Are you down on that? Don't like I, it. I think talk hip is about as old as that shirt. Would your would your wife be more upset about pajama day or Western shirt day? I'm trying to get a gauge here. What Melissa Sal's wife would would respect the upgrade. Sal is Sal is nineteen upgrade. Sal is Sal is nineteen ninety six fashion. He wears bowling shirts. At least yeah. I wear early twenty first century fashion in the Western shirts, which by the way, I contend are still just fine. You know what, Sal? No matter what my <laughs> well, wife says, I don't care. Middle-aged fine. white okay. men been dressing like this since Thank the start you. of my life. You're doing just you're, fine. Bro. Why you. does he get your praise? Why don't I get it? This I is a nice Western care. shirt. This is a fine shirt. Because the only people I've seen wearing those type of shirts wore cowboy hats when I was growing I, up. Well, I guess <laughs> That's the difference. coincidentally Everybody. or not, I got this shirt in Austin, Texas. I believe it. For $20. Oh, that matters. Well, yeah. I'm just uh, pointing it out. But, but I got it in Austin, Texas. All right. Like three years ago, I didn't yeah. buy it in 1974. But you could. They wouldn't have. be selling it if it yeah, were the key. The key yeah. is for the cowboy shirt. So yeah, it's no buttons. It's not. It's not the button that goes through and around like like a, like a button like you have here yeah. on your shirt. His just pops in. That's why. So that that is the number one reason I love the western shirt. So is because of the snap off, button. Or if your shirt gets you like caught in something, button. it'll just rip off. That's right. Like, like, like tearaway pants. Like when they write the rules of Damashek, western shirts okay, western conference not. Okay. Oh, I like it. All right. There the you only go. bad thing is, is a Tony Barbieri. Uh, <laughs> right. Whenever I have a Western shirt, comes up and rips it open. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> I love it. All right, let's all wear pajamas for next podcast. That's going to do it for another episode of uh, Extra Points. I want to remind everyone out there: you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. 